Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. It's a bright, beautiful, and sunny Monday morning. Really feels like the offseason this week because we have the Combine. Sal heads to Indianapolis today. Coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com and buy Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Good morning, Sal. Good morning. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. I was, uh, the weather, weather was nice. I mean, it was cold. It was cold, yeah, for sure. But so you're heading to Indianapolis today. You are uh, all packed and ready. I am. I'm actually. I am somebody who like until I literally get on the plane, I'll keep thinking, "Did I forget something? Did I forget something? Did yep. I forget something?" Uh, so as soon as I leave the house, I'll be thinking about do I have to go back and get something? Um, as I've been sitting here waiting for you to bring me on, I literally said to Josh, "All right, well, I'm packing, so give me a second. I just want to go through everything <laughs> again." So that's what I was doing. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. You know. It's like one of those deals where you got to work all day because you're at the convention center slash Lucas Oil Stadium right there. So you're kind of, you know, you're going in and, you know, I'll be on the show, the Extra Point Show. Obviously, we're going to be real fluid this week so everybody knows what the Extra Point Show. I'll be there. You'll be back here, Josh, Zach, everybody. We're going to be kind of doing our thing. And if someone comes by, we can interview. It's just going to be a fluid situation. Uh, But then, you know, it's talking to people, writing articles, Mm -hmm. and then... It's okay. And then at night, what's the weather? Got to head out, get some dinner, get a bite to eat. It's a great city. Uh, what am I wearing? Those kinds of things I are popping yeah. through my head. Like, am I, am I properly packed for all the different scenarios that are going to occur over the next four days? Yeah. You, you are more uh, – I mean, I'm more casual on stuff like that. I'm more mm-hmm. just, hey, if I forgot something, I'll just stop at uh, Target and <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it. No way. I'll just Not buy me. another one. I mean, Not it would me. have to be – I mean, you, know, you can't do that with everything, right? You can't forget your phone. You can't forget your uh, – you know, if you're going out of the country, you can't forget your passport or your license or things like that. So the essentials you got to have, that's uh, that's at least for sure. I, you- I will do that, though. You're right. If I forget something, I, I would do, do that. Yep. Like shaving cream or something, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I'm not. I yeah, need yeah, to make stuff. sure. Like, it's more the clothing for me. Like, do I have something? for? It's going to be like 30 degrees one night. Yeah. Just like here. It's going to be real nice. And then late in the week, it's going to get a little colder. And I'm like, am I prepared for that? That kind of thing. Yep. So Combine Week this week, Sal, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and we, it's not just about the prospects, um, as I'm sure you'll detail here, but we, we all often hear from, or we will hear from coaches and GMs, and you know it's more than just the prospects this week. Yeah, so let's give a rundown for what's happening this week so everybody on WGR understands. Um, normally, we don't hear from coaches and GMs until Tuesday. Uh, that's been moved a little bit this year because Sean McDermott is now on the NFL's competition committee. He actually has meetings to, starting Tuesday and throughout the week. So we're going to hear from him later this afternoon. Like, literally, Joe, I'm getting to Indy, heading over there. We're going to hear from him later this afternoon during Show Open the Bulldog. Sean McDermott's going to speak to the Buffalo local media. So we'll have that for you here on WGR. And, you know, that'll be questions about the season and free agents and the draft. It'll be questions about the competition committee. Um, normally, that's on Tuesday. It'll be sped up. So that's later today, so everybody's aware. Then, 
Tomorrow, we will hear Brandon Bean is scheduled to be at one of the podiums in the traditional sense, how they do it, at 1.15 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. That's when Brandon Bean will speak to the local media, to the rest of the media. Anybody can go over there. I can I can walk to any podium and talk to any coach or GM who's at a podium. I mean, it's one of those deals where you literally have to shout your questions and get it in, you know what I mean, in 15 minutes. But there's enough people there. Um, so that'll happen as well. Uh, that's 1.15 tomorrow. Players start arriving tomorrow. They start on-field testing. I believe it's defensive linemen and linebackers tomorrow. And every day, it's a new position group. That's when players start meeting with the media. So there's a lot going on. We also have agents there. That's when all those rumors start happening and all the different conversations start happening of free agents, who might be heading where, what's happening. We're going to start to probably hear about more releases and restructures, things like that. So it's a, it's, it's, it, even though it's prospect, right, combine, It is all-encompassing for everything that's happening in the NFL. It's really laying the groundwork for what's going to happen from here forward through free agency and beyond. Yeah, everyone's got together, same place, um, and then things will happen just on that, right? Like, people will have conversations, I'm sure, hanging out at night, and something, you know, might come about that that way, a trade or restructuring or Mm -hmm. free agency stuff. So what are we expecting to or what would we like to, I guess, find out? by the end of the week when it comes to the coach and the GM like defensive play calling might be one of these things Sal that I expected to be asked this week a big one I I mean as I sit here right now I could be wrong my anticipation I'm going to guess on this right and just say my prediction is we're going to hear from the Bills that they haven't made that decision yet that they're going to wait until to see how it goes and have those conversations with Bobby Babich and Sean McDermott and maybe even kind of put it into practice like in OTAs and a mini camp and not I don't think the Bills necessarily at this point would probably want to commit to that unless they're fully on board they can there's no doubt they may say Bobby Babbage is calling the defense they may say Sean McDermott's going to stay calling the defense but I think the indication right now is we'll probably hear something along the lines of they're going to kind of wait and see and talk it out and see what's best for the team so yeah that's one thing I think the other thing really now that's really Sean more than anything mm-hmm. for Brandon it's how are you going to get under the cap? <laughs> I mean, I know they've the, the NFL raised it to 255, which is great for it's not just the Bills, everybody, but might get you a little more towards being able to keep a player, having a little more money to spend on what you already budgeted that you were going to go under. But they have a lot of work to do. There's still $40 million plus over the cap. Like, how are you going to do that? What's going to happen? And that's, I think, some of the stuff that we're going to be hearing from him. I think as far as coaching staff, they're pretty set. You know, I, I don't think of any spot they don't that they have open necessarily. So those are the kinds of things I think you're thinking about and talking about this week. And then the league stuff, you know, Sean's on the competition committee now. They're going to start laying the groundwork this week, Joe, for the hip drop tackle, tush push, kickoffs, you know, with concussions. So all of those things are going to be talked about this week. Do you have any sense of where McDermott stands on any of those types of things as we've talked to him over the years? Put tush push maybe in particular, because I might want to guess that's the one that's going to get the most headlines in the next weeks and months. Um, I don't remember. I He may have answered it when they played Philly or, you know, the Bills do it, <laughs> right, themselves. Yeah, so, right. I mean, and they are, have and a, are good a, at it, usually. So I would, I would think that maybe the Bills are for keeping it because, hey, then nobody can stop us doing it either. We have a right. quarterback who's pretty incredible at it. So, yeah, um, I'm not really sure where he stands on stuff like that, but... I do know that, you know, um, that's a spot, like the competition committee he got named to, that it's pretty prestigious to be on that committee in the NFL. you got to think there's only usually 
like maximum, I think like 12 people, normally about 10. I think there's nine right now. They could add somebody else. You have to be either a head coach, a GM, or somebody in an executive position uh, in your organization. Yeah. Bill Belichick was on it. He's no longer with a team, so he's no longer on it. So essentially, Sean McDermott's filling his spot, or Sean McVay is, yeah. but there's a few people out and a few people in this year, and that's a pretty prestigious spot. Am I right, too, in thinking this way? I know we have not really had an off season of is Sean McDermott on the hot seat and you know people lining up to call in about him being fired I mean we had some of that during the season last year but I think we all kind of you know are in the same place of just don't really think it's going to happen and then you could debate till you're blue in the face the merits of it but you know like it's probably not going to happen am I am I right in thinking that McDermott I saw I saw Tim Graham kind of uh, say the same thing in his uh, article this morning, that like Goodell wouldn't choose someone that he didn't think would be in his job securely for at least a while, right? Like, would you agree with that, Sal? That the way that Goodell might go about picking who's on the competition committee, he wouldn't just pick someone that he thinks, well, in six months I might have to replace this guy because he's going to be out of a job. I that's a really good question. I thought about it myself. I think that would be. Complete speculation on all of our parts, unless okay. Roger Goodell said that, because yeah. obviously Roger Goodell has no idea what's going to happen with these coaches, right? Anything could happen. You could hire, you could bring a guy on and he decides to retire or something happens, he gets fired. I, I agree. It's a really good question because I thought that is a type of position that you'd like to have consistency because there's a lot of things to get talked about, Joe, that you carry over to next year. And if you have the same voices talking about him gathering that information, Mike Tomlin's been on that committee for years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you'd love that. So it really is interesting to think about it. What I think is more important is it's probably just someone who has a lot of skin in the game who's been around a while. And whether or not you're going to continue to be around a while, it's somebody who's very well respected in the league, has had their jobs, been in their position. And how about this? Even if you lost your job, you'd probably get hired somewhere else, right? Because, uh, you know, you have that. So yeah, it's a really interesting spot right there. But those are one of the, that's one of the things on the docket. So yeah, there's a lot going on. It's, you know, the combine is so much about, prospects and it's going to be about that but it is a lot about the pro stuff that's going on and remember yeah. last year that's when we heard leslie frazier that right that was when we were told that he stepped away i will tell you right now like last year this week is when it basically became known there's no way the bills can retain tremaine Edmonds. like he's going to get paid and it came out of the combine like he's going to be the highest paid linebacker and he basically was yep do you with that being said i, I was going to mention that because i remember that about Edmonds. it kind of happening that week where yep. it kind of made it seem like okay we probably should start thinking about other things for him do you expect to have a stronger feeling one way or the other at the end of this week of whether gabe davis is going to be gone or they might actually get him done before free agency call from mom answer it Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't know if I'll have a stronger way because right now I think it's going to be very challenging. And as I sit here right now, I think that, you know, it's it's most likely he's not going to be back. But I do think there's a chance. I, I do think the Bills want to have a conversation with him and he wants to have a conversation with them to see what can happen. I just think that the way this has been trending, the money you're looking at, the Bills cap situation, it's going to be very hard. I, I would think that I would think the same thing by the end of the week. 
I th- the only way it would change, Joe, for me is if I went the other way and said, I think the Bills have a better chance to keep him, if that makes sense. Like right now, yeah. I'm going into the week thinking he's going to get paid somewhere. It's going to be really challenging for the Bills. I think this week we'll start to f- hear about that and confirm that and that teams are who's who might be in, but kind of confirm that that's the case. If you talk to me on Thursday or Friday and I have any change, it might be the other way, which is, you know what? There might be more of a chance here than I thought, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll be interested in general. We're going to hear from Bean, as you mentioned, if with the new cap space, which is higher than I, I'm, maybe even the bills were budgeting. I don't know. Like it, if Bean sounds any different, because re- remind me, Sal, but it, he sounded at the end of season press conference like there's not much that's going to be able to be had in free agency. And maybe he'll sound the same, but that'll be something to listen to, right? Like whether or not he does sound any more open to, you know, being able to give like one yep. sizable contract out or with, with the new cap space. I agree with that. Now, the new cap space, and I don't know how much teams were clued in and when they were clued in, but I can tell you that at the end of the season, Brandon Bean didn't know what it was. He even said he was asked at the press conference, like, All right, what's your number over the cap? And he said, tell me what the cap's going to be. He didn't know. Yeah. He said, you tell me what it is. I'll tell you what we're over because – they hadn't had that yet. And then we started to hear rumblings that and, – and generally, I think, Joe, at the end of the season, teams were kind of expecting between 240-250. Towards a couple of weeks ago, we started hearing, you know what? might be actually be closer to 250. And then, bam, it's 255. So that probably was a bit of a surprise and nice one for a lot of teams to be able to operate a little more. I think what's going to happen here with the Bills, though, is to me, it probably gets you to – maybe you don't have to restructure. Excuse me, restructure somebody you might have thought you were going to have to restructure to create a little more space okay. because the Bills don't want to do that, right? They don't they don't want to kick a lot of money down the road. It might be able to allow you to keep two guys maybe down the down the totem pole, if you want to call it that, that you may have had to let go. And I always use the example like Levi Wallace a couple of years ago. Not that Levi Wallace is a great player, right? The Bills wanted to keep him. Remember when the Bills agreed to a deal with J.D. McKissick? <laughs> and then yeah. J.D. McKissick backed out? Yep. Well, because they agreed to a deal with J.D. McKissick, they had to let Levi Wallace walk. If J.D. McKissick... And then J.D. McKissick backed out. If J.D. McKissick doesn't back out, okay, but now that he did, they could have re-signed Levi. That's the point I'm making about the cap space, which is now maybe in a situation like that, you could keep a guy you didn't think you'd be able to keep for a little bit of money. Um, I think that's what's going to happen with this kind of space. But they have all their work to do. So I just like did, for example, just to kind of you know promote it so everybody knows, that I did my offensive line piece at WGR550.com this week. You know, and we've talked about it, Joe. They have 12 guys under contract, one, one pending free agent. I mean, it's a really good setup. But I'm looking through the O-line, and I'm like, boy, I mean, I'm not suggesting they're going to do this, but Ryan Bates played like 13 snaps last year, and he's going to count $7 (laughs) on the cap. Is that all he played? Now, I love Ryan Bates. He is very, very, very valuable to this team. Yeah. But it's a catch-22 because if he only plays 13 snaps and you're paying him $7 next year, but you love the fact that he's only playing 13 snaps because everybody's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, he's the sixth man. And then you have Alec Anderson, who is less than a million, who to me is the next Ryan Bates in that regard because he can play all the interior spots. I mean, things like that I start to think about and say, are there guys around the roster who we're not really thinking about maybe they have to make some decisions on where they could save some money? Yeah, or like you said, maybe there's a guy like maybe they were planning on, hey, we prob- we might have to let Ryan Bates go, and now with five million or six million more dollars, 
in space. It's oh, maybe we can, maybe we can hang on. Right. To them. They'd have right. And I and I hate to use Ryan Bates because I don't know. I, I just I'm example. going through the. Yeah. It's a great example because it's a guy who you love having on the team, and you don't think about that until you look at the number and go, "What are we getting for our bang for our buck here?" Yeah. Eight oh eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline heading down to Indy today for the combine. Okay, so for. The prospects and the draft stuff, Sal, we'll see them work out. We'll get 40 times. We'll get overreaction, right? To, I mean, the quarterbacks, yes. this more happens. I feel like hand size, right? Um, what do you expect to hear from the, Bean especially on, like, draft hints? I don't know that we ever get that. Um, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll hear reaction mm-hmm. one way or the other on both what the GM says and then what the prospects actually do. Yeah, and again, you know, I think that there are certain areas where we can all identify that the Bills are very interested in. Um, and to me, I just go back to that quote from Brandon Bean at the end of the season of explosive plays, right? I mean, when you talk about explosive plays, what does that mean? Uh, that means, you know, to me, wide receiver, looking at guys like that. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, they don't they don't go until Saturday. I'll be back, you know, by then here, but they're going to be on the field at that time. They're going to start arriving later in the week. Um, you know, this goes through Sunday really overall that the main meat of everything is going to be the next few days, but you're going to get a few position groups to work out. We'll all be able to see that. It's all obviously on television, things like that. How about defensive linemen though? Uh, they're going to be in this week early and then they're going to, they're the first group on the field, defensive line and linebackers on Thursday, defensive line and linebackers are going to work. But again, throughout that time, they're meeting with people, right? They're talking with people here. Here's what's going to happen, Joe, just so you know, though. So everybody be prepared. Okay. We could, you and I should. If we if we took a drink every time this happened, we'd be drunk by the end of the combine, okay? okay? You go to the podium when a guy is there, like this defensive lineman comes up, or whoever it is. Let's just say, yeah. give me a wide receiver, Brian Thomas, right, LSU. Okay. So yeah. Brian Thomas goes up to the podium, whoever it is. I'm just using it as an example. And all it takes is one reporter to say, did you meet with the Eagles yet? And another guy <laughs> goes, did you meet with the Dolphins yet? I say, did you meet with the Bills yet? And literally like 15 minutes of did you meet with comes up. And every time that happens, if we took a drink, yeah. we'd be drunk. It happens all the time. Huh? Might just make more sense to start every press conference with the prospects. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's the t- here's the list of teams I've met with. Yes, to save everybody exactly to right. Save everybody ten minutes. And um, do we really learn anything if they met with that team? Like, think about it. Like, you're gonna meet with pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you get a certain amount of what I, you know what I mean. Like a certain amount of time, certain amount of. Teams can meet with a certain amount of players, but do we really learn a lot? Because then you have the top 30 visits. They come to your facility. You've, you've already gone to these campuses and talked to a lot of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't meet with somebody, I don't right. know. Like, well, does that ever actually – haven't guys been drafted where they didn't meet with <laughs> yes. them too? We're like, oh, I didn't yes, expect to be yes. drafted there because I never met – I think this was – Travis Kelsey, I think, told a story uh, recently about this, how – he the, the the Chiefs were on the clock and he was getting a call and he thought it must have been the Steelers or whoever was next because he never even met with Kansas City and the, <laughs> right. Chiefs, the Chiefs were the ones that took him so and then there's other times where I think you know I think I remember Brandon Bean a few years ago I don't remember the prospect but Brandon Bean the Bills drafted somebody and he goes you know we didn't have a chance to meet with him at the combine but we brought him in for a top thirty visit here like that happens yep. All right, Sal. So Indianapolis and Joe. How long a flight is Indianapolis? Uh, well, you can't, it's hard to get there direct from Buffalo. So right, it's, okay. uh, it's not far. So I have a little bit of a layover, but a short layover. So like I said, I'll get there early this afternoon, kind of hustle over. We'll get everything all set for Sean McDermott and um, have that ready. But it's normally probably only about an hour and a half, I guess maybe. Okay. Kind of flight, that's not bad. right? Normally, yeah, that's that's right? nothing. 
There's not many directs, though, from Buffalo to Indy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. If right. any. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sal. Enjoy uh, safe travels, and we will talk once you're there. All right. You got it. Thanks. Sal Capaccio heading down to the Combine. Coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR is brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com. And by Outlet Liquor, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet tim if you're on hold through the break i'll take your call coming up next because i'm not really that unserious when i talk about the justin jefferson trade rumor that we had over the weekend i think it could be real that he would get traded um you know if that's the case 32 teams call and your odds aren't that great but you know i it's it's a very interesting situation in minnesota because they don't have a quarterback they have the number one receiver in football, and he can basically he can basically have all the leverage in the world over them because of that if he uh, wants all that money. 803-0550 is the phone number. Paul coming up at 9. We'll talk Sabres then, and we have time for your phone calls here on WGR.